everyone, welcome to Villa Together, the full 90 podcast. And uh, once again, I am joined by, who I imagine are absolutely delighted, Ian Gillett and Joe Davidson off the back of Aston Villa 7, Liverpool 2. Uh, so I'm going to come to you, Ian. Um, thoughts on the game, the scoreline, the win? Um, I'm still in absolute disbelief and shock. I'm, I'm pinching myself here. Um, just can't quite believe it. Not only have we beaten the current reigning champions, we've put seven past them and it could quite easily have been 10 plus goals. Um, yeah, I mean, everything we touched tonight just turned to gold and um, oh, I'm just... <laughs> I've just been trying to tell my missus how how big a win this is. Like, not only have we just beaten Liverpool, but we've absolutely played them off the park. And what do you think, Joe? <laughs> I can't quite believe it, man. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, I predicted a 2-1 win last week. Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I actually can't believe what just happened. That was unbelievable. That is probably the best performance I've seen from Villa ever. It yeah. felt like that's statement we are back performance didn't it I mean well that and a bit like I mean beating them would have done it but 17 yeah I mean you think of neutrals how they were talking about Leeds when Leeds sort of lost 4-3 at Anfield and then we've just gone like one million times better than that and absolutely played them off the park and scored seven can't quite I mean, believe it I had a sneaky look through uh, the Liverpool supporters' match predictions before the game. I don't think anyone put it as below 3-0 to them. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the thing is, as well, the thing is, and I'm, it's no exaggeration, it really could have been more. Um, you look at the chance at the end, we hit the bar. Those two chances that Barkley had in the first half, um, you know, he kind of didn't quite get the connection on them, but they were very good chances. Um, and I know that they had a number of, obviously a number of chances and they're a quality side. Um, I don't feel that apart from a couple of chances off the top of my head I can think of, I don't feel like Martinez was, was really um, kind of tested massively. A couple of saves he made yeah. for, I think, I think Yotta was one of them. Um, yeah, he had the dink, didn't he? And then he had the Robertson one that was pretty much straight at him. You, you wouldn't expect him to be beaten. Um, and Hotter's header as well in the second half. A good save, but should um, be making them. And the uh, one-on-one with Firmino in the first half as well. Yeah. yeah that very good save, yeah. In, crucial at the time. And you think about it, like, we've mentioned this before. We mentioned about, um, you know, you talk, you're talking about, you know, episode one, episode two talking about our improvement defensively because obviously last season before lockdown we were I think conceding the most shots um, against us per game and then we were the fourth best in terms of the least shots um, against us per game um, and I don't I don't feel like we were ever under the cosh against Liverpool and it just seems seems ridiculous um, and I, I saw something funny yesterday um, I think it might be actually today that the West Ham game um, obviously, West Ham beat Leicester, and Leicester had something like 66% possession. Uh, and they said possession's a myth. Well, just looking at brief look at the stats, um, Liverpool 69% possession in this game. Um, we are obviously 31% possession. We had 18 shots to their 14. 
11 shots on target for us, eight on shots targets, eight shots on target for them. Um, so again, it, it kind of just reflects our dominance attacking wise. Obviously, possession it doesn't, but it almost does seem like doesn't it in terms of possession? Is it? It's not necessarily a myth, but possession not everything. Um, I suppose it kind of goes goes back to to Leicester. When you look at Leicester, they were almost the, the kings of of hitting teams on the counter with the they'd win the you know Kante would win the ball back. They'd, they'd put the ball forward to the likes of Vardy or Mares, and then they'd get out teams. And, and we, we seem to have done that tonight. Um, I think for us three, um, we're, we're going to struggle to to wipe the smiles off our face. Um, so the, the the first get the first guest tonight is going to be a neutral, so not somebody who's grinning from ear to ear or somebody who's. Uh, ready to hang themselves. Um, so we've got a neutral. So I'm welcoming here Mr. Alex Richards, a good friend of ours, um, also um, assistant editor with The Mirror. Um, what are your thoughts on what was uh, an unbelievable result for Aston Villa and also a very, very crazy game? I mean, crazy game's an understatement, isn't it? I mean, Jesus. Um, I was looking at I was looking at it before the game, and I was, I was trying to have a look and have a gamble, and I was like, "Oh, both teams to score looks pretty safe here. Villa will get chances. But fucking loads. I, <laughs> I mean, I, they they obviously saw they obviously saw what something about how Liverpool defend, and Liverpool defending this really weird way at the moment where they push up, they just push up constantly. Like if if they're pressing the ball, if they're not, they just do it. Villa obviously saw that and just thought we'll we'll have some of that." And, and all evening, just balls in behind. Like whenever a Villa player's under pressure, little ball turn their defence. Anything for Watkins to chase. His movement was unbelievable. And it's, it's no wonder we got a hat-trick and he, he could have had six. Um, obviously, they, they saw something. I've just seen some quotes from Watkins actually saying, we, we fancied ourselves tonight. And you, you could tell every time they got the ball, they did. Because every time they went forward, they looked like they were going to score. Um, I can tell why you're all smiling so much. You know, I mean, it's absolute. You'd you'd say looking at it, oh, it's a it's a free result. But then if you you go back and watch it, you you could have hit ten. Could have been double yeah. figures. Quite you know. easily. Yeah. yeah um, and you can you can say like, oh, then you know, Adrian's in goal, and yeah, he's he's, he's not Allison, and he's he's made a couple of dreadful errors, and there were a couple of deflections as well. But you know, there's. Does other at Barclays had a couple of efforts where he should do better. Watkins has gone through a couple of times. He's at the bar. It, as I said, could have been ten. Absolutely unreal in terms of how bad they were defensively and how good you were going forwards. Yeah, I think um, uh, there is. You've kind of you've got it spot on. Yeah, okay. We, we as Villa fans, we don't want to be saying we don't want people to get carried away and think. Okay, well. We were unbelievable. Um, and also, I don't want people to flip it the other side and say, well, you only won because Liverpool were terrible. I think there was a very good mixture of both Liverpool defensively were poor, but it took Aston Villa tactically and during the game to exploit those weaknesses, which, as you say, they've obviously done some work on it and they've highlighted them. I think, in all fairness, I mentioned this to, to a Liverpool fan this week, Joe Gomez has started the season shaking and we seem to, to almost target him um, Watkins had him all game, um, whether it be in behind on on you know on the deck, um, ball coming into him, his back towards goal. Um, and as you say, if ever we got the ball, we were 
under pressure, it was take a touch, turn, ball forward, and we were pretty much always, you know, through on goal. And, and as you say, I, I said to the lads, just we could, we could, we really could have scored more. Uh, and obviously, to have put seven past the champions, um, who who clearly have been the best team in England for the, the last twelve months and beyond, possibly, is unbelievable. So it's just amazing, amazing, and, and obviously, as you say, crazy is a complete understatement but um kind of obviously almost every villa player i say i say almost every villa player played really really well um, you've mentioned watkins you've mentioned barkley um i mean who who do you think were kind of standout players in the game oh greeley greeley should still the standout every every time um the thing the thing now is that he's got he's got weapons around him you know Every every time I watched Villa last season, and it, it there was that over reliance and that over focus on him to to create to drag you up the field to do a little bit. Um, now he's got Barkley making little moves today. That link up tonight bodes so so well because they just played off one another. And but and Barkley's he's much more direct than Grealish. He's two touch, get out his feet, shoot, beat a man and shoot, or or move off the ball. And he was making runs there, dovetailing really nicely. Um, but Grealish, now that he's got Trezeguet's found his feet playing on that right wing, Watkins' movement, his pace up front, target now, he's, he's used to playing with him down that left side and he's excelling because there are better players around him and the team is more balanced. Um, you, you had no counter-attacking threat at all last season because there was just no pace in the team. But now there is, now there's energy, now, now there's legs. You know, Barkley, a fit McGinn, they had legs and an ability to go box to box. Um, and as I said, Watkins, of course, is quick. Trezeguet's found his feet. Matty Cash and Matt Target can both get up and down from fullback. So there are legs all around that team and, and there's more options for him whenever he gets the ball. And tonight he showed it because he was brilliant. Uh, for for the most part, Liverpool couldn't get near him. I think um, Klopp post-game literally has been asked about him and said, uh, Jack Grealish, what a player. And and that says everything about how good he was tonight. You know, you said, Chris, Liverpool were bad and you know you thought they targeted Joe Gomez a bit. I, I thought they targeted Gomez as, as much as every other team targets him purely because they don't go near Van Dijk. I didn't think you like. I didn't think you guys really focused that much on him. I saw Van Dijk getting rattled into a few challenges. Saw Trezeguet leave a couple on him. Saw Watkins spin down his his channel. I, I didn't think you were really completely overgoing on Gomez. You you just went at the more. You you left the more pretty rattled and and they they just couldn't cope at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think in terms of looking at Liverpool, um, they all they, they pretty much lost all the battles everywhere, everywhere, didn't they? Realistically, yeah. um, and in to they got the two goals, and I think that just comes from just just sheer brilliance and determination from Salah, uh, and without him, um, and he seems to be you know for the last two years, maybe three years, he's been. Liverpool go-to man really um, got those two goals, brilliant goals as well. Robertson had a good game, but totally agree with you. We, we got at them everywhere, every area of the pitch, um, and and we mentioned it last week about Villa this season. Their press at times seems to be, you know, it's improving every game, and we had it almost bang on today. The press yeah. from especially the midfield. You look at Barkley. Um, I mean, obviously, you watch a lot of Aston Villa. Obviously, us guys watch a lot of Aston Villa. And I think Barkley just gave us that that extra dimension, and it was it was unreal to see. And I think we all thought Grealish and Barkley will will link up 
really, really nicely. I don't think we expected that link-up to be as good with him. Watkins as well, McGinn. I don't think we expected Barkley to, to possibly play as well as he did today. Maybe that's possibly partly uh, because we haven't seen enough of Barkley, and I suppose he hasn't really hit, had the headlines um, for Chelsea in the last 12 months, 18 months or whatever. But I think, as you said, Grealish and Barkley together looks almost like a match made in heaven. I think, as you say, having someone alongside him, it's almost like he's got someone with him who he can trust to, to pass the yeah. ball to. As stupid as that is, like, you know, we've all played we've all played Sunday League football and whatever. Everyone knows what it's like. If you've got a donkey, you don't really want to pass the ball to them. But Grealish has got those guys around him now. Watkins, Barkley, McGinn back. And the link-up looks really, really good. So, Ross Barkley, obviously inspired signing yeah he, he clearly trusts trusts you name again as well trusts him on the ball he'll give it them under pressure and, and knows that he can get it back or they can go and do something with it um i, I think looking at the starting lineup tonight when they dropped her and you know he had a good game at fulham but there's no two ways about it barkley's an upgrade so you put him in um you mentioned about that, this before the game weren't we yeah. With the lineup, a lot a lot of people would have said it was harsh on Hurahan, a goal and assist against Fulham to be dropped. But Joe Joe identified it. He said it's just Dino's got this ruthless streak now. He knows, like you just said, Alex Barkley is a definite upgrade. He receives the ball on the half turn so much, and he's got that drive and that energy in the middle. Whereas Grealish doesn't need to come searching for that ball anymore. He can stay out wide, and then he's receiving the ball in the final third where he can do the damage. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, I like Hurahan. I think he gives he gives you decent balance. But Barkley's an upgrade. He's a better he's a better alternative. And if you've got McGinn doing that job, you've got Douglas Luiz sitting. You don't really need Hurahan to be sitting. You need somebody with that extra legs who can get the ball deep and then move forwards with it and then find Grealish in the final third. And that's exactly what he can do. Um, you know, there were, there were periods tonight where they were trying to play out from the back, and you were just, you were going four two four, just leaving Douglas Luiz and and McGinn in the centre of midfield, and just pressing right up against him, he gives you more versatility, I think, as well, to be able to do that. And and as we've said, he's an upgrade, and it was ruthless from Dean Smith to to change it, but, you know, that's why he's the manager. That's what he's paid to make those decisions, and it's worked out for him. Yeah, just unbelievable. Uh, still can't quite get over it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joe touched on that. It's Dean Smith being, having that, He's become a lot more pragmatic. Um, and I think that comes with experience. You know, a guy who's who's managed in the Championship, who's managed in League One, to then manage in the Premier League, it is a big step up for, for a guy like Dean Smith. And I think last season, particularly before lockdown, he was, I suppose at times, very naive with team selections or tactical approach to games. But certainly since, you know, post-lockdown, and we, we've touched on it a few times, um, he seems to have got it nailed on, and obviously he's done it today. So, um, uh, you know, I think I think. Did, did you say, Joe, that you reckon Barkley would have started? Yeah, I said um, going into it that I think that sort of romantic streak that Smith always had. I think potentially being a Villa fan, it was there so much more, but that's just disappeared in the uh, since lockdown, and we look so much better for it. Previously, he didn't want to play defensive football because that wasn't what he liked to watch. He's completely reversed on that after lockdown he didn't use to put new signings into the squad because he wanted to give the old the old guard a chance because they had earned their shirts people had to buy in regardless of if it was an upgrade that's out the window as well and we look now like a premier league team yep 
hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's it's nice to have that good start, and we've said a couple of times, get something against Sheffield United, get something against Fulham, and it's almost a free hit against Liverpool. And you know, no one would have expected the certainly not the result, um, but I don't think anyone would have expected so the far. performance. Yeah, exactly. Free hit. We'll just we'll just go at them. Knock it out um, of the park. But it, it, yeah, it, it was it was amazing. I think we can all agree on that. Um, so, Alex, just before we go, um, I know you've mentioned a few players. Um, who would you say man of the match for? I mean, surely it's got to be Aston Villa. So, man of the match for Aston Villa. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go Grealish. I know. I know Watkins goes hat trick, but I'd, I'd stick with Grealish. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, uh, absolute um, amazing to have you on. So, yeah, look up Alex on Twitter. Um, and, and throw some abuse at him um, if you find out what team he supports. But yeah, um, mate, massive, massive thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And no worries. Nice one. Nice Cheers, mate. Have a beer for me, boys. Yeah, we will. Cheers, pal. Cheers, pal. Cheers, pal. Cheers, pal. Here we go. Um, right, second guest of the night. We've got Mr. James Blackwell. I imagine that you are going to be as delighted as the three of us. Yeah. Completely ecstatic. I don't know how to feel, to be honest. It's the most bizarre feeling to be a Villa fan and beat the champion 7th. Just not anything I expected out of today at all. Just I think even the most um, optimistic Villa fan may have, may have probably edged us to win by a goal. But to win like that, it was ridiculous. So, I mean, there's so many players that had good games. Obviously, everyone had a good game. Um, j- just give us your thoughts on the performance, the crazy game, your feelings throughout the game. Um, that's it, really. I think everyone pretty much had a good performance. Um, to me, Watkins just shone. He seemed to be a part of everything we did. And his movement, like compared to you know the centre-forwards we had last year, the players seemed to be able to get close to him a lot easier than say with Wesley last year um, and and almost when they were attacking it was Watkins Grealish constantly together and then Barkley almost joined as a front three he was always trying to get forward and the three of those just seemed to absolutely cause Liverpool havoc um, so he was probably my standout um, but everyone everyone played well I mean I love the fact that even when we're at 7-2, people would dive in to defend the ball. This, you know, seemed like it was still really important to, you know, keep that five-goal deficit, which, you know, seemed crazy. Um, uh, really, I think it was, wasn't really a bad performance. I mean, Target had a shaky one, I feel like, last week and he seemed a lot better this week. We didn't really have too many problems down our left-hand side. Most of their attacks seemed to come from from their left-hand side, so down our right-hand side. So that seemed to be um, the area that we were sort of getting caught a little bit more in. Um, even that didn't really affect us. I mean, the shots that Robertson seemed to get away, um, uh, Emmy seemed to deal with pretty well. So... I thought everything really went well. I think Emmy had that one mistake early on when he, he played the ball out to Mings. But other than that, there wasn't anything too bad. Um, and everything else was just amazing going forward. We just looked like we were going to score every time we went forward. And I know we had a few sort of deflections and whatnot, but 
just a crazy time to be a Villa fan, I think. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with those deflections, you're okay, you know, a bit of a look. But I think, in all fairness, you make your own look, don't you? So, okay, they are, you know, McGinn's effort was, you know, he's hit that clean and well. It's a decent effort. Barkley deserved a goal. One goal, at least, he deserved that. Um, and obviously Grealish, um, his efforts, I mean, pretty lucky, but I mean, in all fairness, Jack, Jack tends to hit his efforts quite well and, and kind of has quite a good measured approach to them. Um, and like you say, when we went forward, we looked like we could score time and time again. Um, I think, yeah, you, you bat absolutely bang on. We mentioned it last week, didn't we, guys, about um, Matt Target and the possible issues he had. Um, and we kind of highlighted that down to possibly that he doesn't quite have the cover from the winger, who obviously is Jack Grealish, because, you know, it's Jack Grealish and we, we let him off effectively. Uh, whereas down the right side, uh, Matty Cash was excellent last week. Again, he had a very good game today. I mean, he almost, you know, he, he had Yotta and Robertson to deal with on his own a lot. And I think a big part of that came down to, um, to Trezeguet uh, bombing forward. And again, he... Um, you know, he seems to be kind of getting better and better each game. I think the idea with Trezeguet is to just let him just get him running up and down. And in particular, he's kind of the out ball a lot of the time. Um, I mean, kind of one thing we mentioned just was people are going to kind of look at it and say, Aston Villa fans, Aston Villa were unbelievable, but they were amazing. And on the flip side, they're going to be people say, well, Liverpool were terrible. I mean, how would you kind of, how would you put that balance um, you know, would you kind of be saying Liverpool were terrible, or would you go more towards Aston Villa were brilliant, or a bit of both? There's there's definitely a bit of both. I think obviously Liverpool miss Allison in goal. Um, obviously that completely led to our first goal, um, Adrian's mistake. Um, and then uh, Mane was out as well, so obviously that's a miss for them. But you know they've they've just bought um, Hotter in to Shotter in to be. Um, part of that front three so he, he shouldn't have been the biggest miss um, and then obviously Henderson wasn't playing so there's there's a couple of big players missing for Liverpool but they still really have their first choice you know back four out and uh, their back four looked pretty pretty shocking to be honest um, I think Joe Gomez looked especially bad out of the four of them we seem to have him beat every time um, but even Virgil didn't you know, he didn't play well. Um, so, I think they did have a bad day. But the, the way we attacked, I feel like we would have beaten most sides we'd have played today. I just, it just felt that, that way. It just felt like everything clicked as we went forward. Um, and it, to me, the, the relationship already between Barkley and Greedy seemed phenomenal. And Greedish and Watkins also seemed to have that kind of relationship. So, it's just... Really exciting going into the next few games. Unfortunately, we've got to go into an international break first, so that's a shame. Yeah, that, that is one of them. Usually, international break comes at a fairly decent time, but it seems like now it's not. It's not really come to come at a decent time, has it? But yeah, I think I think you bang on. Um, you've got to say, um, and I imagine I think I imagine all three of you I think would agree that Liverpool were pretty poor defensively. Yeah, okay, a couple of unforced errors when you look at Adrian's poor pass. But apart from that, I think they're pretty poor defensively because we just got at them all game uh, and we kind of forced them to make errors. Yeah, 
I think uh, it was highlighted earlier that press made such a difference, but it wasn't even the initial press that really got them. It was the working back from our front three as our midfielders pressed up, and we were, we were essentially just pinching them on the halfway line. And we did it time and again. And because they were getting dominated in that midfield battle so badly whilst trying to play that high defensive line, it essentially just meant we had free, free reign to attack them over and over again. Um, the Sky commentators rightly pointed out that at some point someone should have made a decision to just drop back a bit because they couldn't deal with the pace at all. Um, I mean, obviously, Gomez and Van Dijk are quick for centre-backs, but they're not quick compared to the likes of Watkins and Grealish. And Barkley pressing up through the middle as well, driving at them, was just putting, putting them on the back foot time and again. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, that, it's those kind of turnovers, isn't it? That with, we, as you say, the midfielder making the press, but it's almost the, they're not expecting the front three, our front three, to kind of come back and, and kind of, you know, enforce those turnovers as we have done time and time again. And they must have got, absolutely fed up with it happening because like we said um, you, you know we, we always looked like we could have scored every time we went forward and we, you know, we scored seven we very easily could have scored ten um, so so James um, obviously you've mentioned you know pretty much everyone played well uh, you mentioned a few players playing well who would you give your man of the match to for the game I, th- I think Watkins for me I think he scored a hat-trick he scored a Oh, like a perfect hat trick, hasn't he? He's left, right, uh, left foot, right foot header, and I just feel like bringing him into our side has, has made a massive difference into the way we attack. It just seems like even last week against Fulham, it just seemed like we attack with a lot more speed, a lot more um, energy. So I, I'd go with Watkins today. I think it'd be my mind. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of players you could have given it to. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think anyone's going to give it to the defenders. I thought Konza was excellent again. Uh, Ming's very good again as well. Uh, obviously, the fullbacks, especially against Liverpool, you've got a tough, tough, you know, game always. Um, but yeah, I mean, Watkins probably was my man, man of match in all fairness. But um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate that. All right, and guys, cheers. Thanks a lot. Okay, nice one. Uh, massive thanks to James for coming on. Uh, right, to end, uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, we've got a Liverpool fan who's going to join us. Um, his name's Douglas Horn. Um, he has a YouTube channel, which is the Dugout uh, Football Channel. Um, and I joined him on one of his podcasts last week to do a, a, a preview of the game. Um, and and I correctly predicted that we'd win 7-2 so uh, I did quite well on that one here he is Doug how are you Hello, doing? I'm good how are you? yeah um, I think we're all absolutely amazing good. A, bit, a, a bit better than you maybe yeah definitely um, but I have to say I know we'll get all the headlines we, we will get the headlines for how poor we were but you were absolutely fantastic today yeah, definitely. We were relentless, weren't we, at times? And really really uh, sort of identified that high defensive line of yours and uh, took it to the cleaners. Yeah. It was, it was just one of those games. It was just like defence. Defence, we were absolutely shambles tonight. But I thought, I thought Watkins, Grealish, Barkley were superb. 
what do you feel was the sort of what went wrong for you most tonight? Was it just that defensive unit or was it further up the pitch where you looked to sort of play that high pressing attacking style of football uh, and we were winning most of the battles in that midfield three? Um, and, and when you look at it on paper before the start of the game, you look at your midfield three with Fabinho and Keita and um, players sitting in and we had Barkley sort of McGinn and, and Louise against it on paper you'd be looking thinking well it's, it's a Liverpool sort of all day that wins that midfield battle but we identified it earlier we were winning so many loose balls in there and then once we won that ball it was literally only one through ball one pass on and we were in on, seemed to be in on goal every time yeah, that, 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 that's it. I mean, Leeds have exploited our high line so far this season. Arsenal did it um, last week as well. So I think we're going to have to go back to the, the drawing board for the you know high line. But you took advantage of that. Um, I, I mean, it was like one ball through our you know back line and you, you were in. Um, but I thought, I thought to a T, everyone played their part for Aston Villa tonight. Even the goalkeeper. I know I know we had a couple of chances, but I thought Emmy Martinez um, had a very, very good game tonight. And yeah, shame about Adrian, but uh, I'll, I'll, we'll get on to that. But, um, but no, um, I have to say, I thought Villa were absolutely superb and what a result as well. Oh, massive. Yeah, thank you very much for the kind words. Um, so I guess, I guess we'll pick up on that. Well, here's a perfect opportunity for you to dig a few of them out. Um, what was going on with Adrian? Is he normally that bad, or is this a this a one-off? Um, he he is prone to mistake. Let's just put it that way. He is prone to mistake. Um, I mean, you, you saw from the first goal that you know he, he plays it straight to Grealish, and you know he plays it straight. He plays it straight to Grealish, and Grealish passes to Watkins, and that was a very good finish from Watkins. But um, you know there was one other incident in that half where I thought um, he was going walkies. I think it was when Watkins hit the bar, he was going walkies. So look, nothing can take away from Aston Villa tonight. But yeah, Adrian. Um, yeah, coming in to concede seven, it kind of makes me a bit worried going forward for us now. Yeah, I think that I think that's fairly understandable. Um, the other area that we sort of highlighted that we were getting a lot of joy was down that right hand side, down Trent and Gomez's channel. Um, again, ob obviously, a lot's been made out of Gomez defensively at times, anyway, and how Van Dyke sort of covers for him at times. I, I don't know what the other guys thought, but I thought um, Alexander-Arnold really struggled today. Yeah, yeah I thought he did. And I, again, I can't say I've seen enough of Liverpool to really see if that's a theme or not. Obviously, he's regarded as one of the best right-backs in the league. His attacking output is pretty much unparalleled. But has he been mm -hmm. to that degree before, or is that a bit of a wake-up call? Um, I think that's a bit of a wake-up call because like, Leeds did really well against us earlier in the season. Harrison did very well against Alexander. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gomez had had one of his games a game where he, you know, he, he just. I mean, I've done my re match reaction on my my channel, and I've given Gomez uh, basically a zero. 
because I thought he was absolutely awful tonight. And it has to be said that some of the thing was just shocking from him. Mean, he's trying to play a high line for like Barkley. Um, and it led to you know it led to the fourth goal. Um, he tried to play a high line and it just didn't work. And that was you know Watkins's hat trick, but. Yeah, Gomez, Gomez, Alexander Arnold. I think the only one of the back four that really deserves any credit for for anything is probably Robertson, because I think he was the only one that was really trying. Van Dijk had an off day, um, but yeah, I mean, to, uh, uh, let's just say twenty twenty has been very, very weird for uh, for football for sure, especially today. Yeah, definitely. We were, we were saying how important that first goal was. And obviously it came from Adrian making the mistake. I think Gomez could have done better at the time to close Grealish down a bit quicker than he did or at least try and slide to block the ball going right to Grealish. But Watkins said it after the game. He said, we fancied ourselves tonight. And then scoring so early, it would have just sort of the, the confidence levels would have just gone up to the roof. Um, and then it just looked like from that moment onwards, Apart from sort of, even when you got the goal and to make it 2-1, we didn't mm-hmm. sort of look back and sort of think, oh, here we go, here it comes, Liverpool are going to win this now, they're going to sort of take over possession of the game and they're going to have all the chances and we're going to be holding on for dear life. But it, we, we just didn't look like that team today. As soon as you scored, we were like, right, let's go back on the attack and let's open up their weaknesses again instead of looking what you could do to us. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, um, I mean, I... I I thought, like, when we got bad to 2-1, I was like, oh, okay, here we, here we go. And then you get the third immediately after, and then that, that all of a sudden puts a big complexion on the on the game. But, you know, to, I mean, 4-1 up at half-time, you, you, you were absolutely cruising. And then, yeah, just, just just to get the, you know, the fifth as well, it had to be Ross Barkley as, <laughs> as well. To, to, be, to be honest with you, I said to Chris on the match um, preview on my channel, I said that Barkley will score. I actually think I said to him that Barkley would score. I just I had a horrible, horrible feeling about this game, and I just had a horrible feeling he would score, and he and he does. So, but um, no, look, Watkins. I even mentioned it on my match preview. I said Watkins would be one to watch, and my goodness me, he was one to watch. But yeah, fantastic hat trick from him tonight. And I've noticed something about Aston Villa now. I think you are much better defensively now. You've got a sound goalkeeper. You've got a really good midfield now with Barkley, McGinn and Douglas Louise. I think Kuraham was unlucky to miss out tonight. And then you've got Grealish and Watkins and Trezeguet as well, who, who ran, uh, you know, Robertson Ragged as well. So I've, um, I was really impressed by Aston Villa. But uh, yeah, defensively, like I've said, we were absolutely shocking tonight. And it might beg Klopp to go into the transfer market tomorrow, but we'll see. I was um, I was telling the guys earlier about um, when I was on your channel and we did the preview that I correctly predicted that we'd win seven two. So um, so yeah, obviously hats hats off to me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but now. Um, Massive thanks for coming on. Um, I, I mean, I did say to you, I said, I'll, I said, I'll get you on if we win. Um, jokingly, I thought, I'll only get you on if we win. Uh, I'd have got you on either way anyway, but um, really appreciate you coming on. Um, for everyone listening, um, just just give everyone what you, like social media, 
YouTube channel. Um, I, I have already mentioned it, but just, just plug all your social media and, and YouTube and stuff like that for any listeners because obviously I've been on a preview with you. I've, I've watched a lot of your stuff. Um, I mean, I mean you, don't, you don't just do, obviously, it is a Liverpool channel, but obviously you do get involved with other fans. It's a really, really good listen. Um, it's a hell of a lot of fun to take part in as well. So, so certainly um, hook up with, with Doug if you can. But yeah, just just go ahead and, and, and kind of plug your social media, etc. Yeah, sure. So my, my YouTube is the Dugout Fable channel. You can find me on Twitter at Enrod underscore 1982. You can find me on Instagram at Douglas.Horn and you can find me on Facebook at Douglas James Horn. But um, very, very well done to Aston Villa tonight and I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Um, just before you go, um, obviously you've mentioned a few players that played well. Um, who would you give man of the match to uh, for Aston Villa tonight? Watkins for me. Um, I thought it was absolutely superb. Um, I, I mean, you could have given it to a lot of players, Barkley, McGinn, Grealish, you know, even Martinez, you know. I, I, but for me, I would give it to Watkins because he takes away the match ball, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. And he's the first player to score a hat-trick against Liverpool since Dimitar Berbatov since 2010. So it's been a long time coming for a player to score a hat-trick against Liverpool. Congratulations, Billy Watkins, but congratulations to Aston Villa. Nice Cheers, one. Thanks so much for your time. Cheers, Cheers <laughs> for that, Doug. I'll speak to you soon, mate. Thank you, Yeah, you too. Take care. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Cheers, Celia. Cheers, pal. Um, so there we go. Liverpool fan reaction. And um, to be fair, I think... There's a lot of Liverpool fans we, we could have picked that would have, um, well, I imagine they probably wouldn't have agreed to come on. But if they did, they'd have, I probably would have had to edit the whole thing out because there'd have been a, quite a few experiences, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so obviously, obviously as, as we've said and everyone said, we were brilliant tonight. Um, I just want to kind of, just before we finish, um, just get a man of the match from each of you, um, obviously from Aston Villa for tonight. Okay, um, so not one out of the match, but someone I think deserves a bit of a shout out, Matt Target. He did a fantastic job of shutting down Trent for the whole game. He was struggling so much to get the ball in the box. I mean, they were limited to how many was it? Uh, 20 crosses, which for Liverpool is absolutely nothing. They're normally up around 30, 40. And a big part of that was the fact that he was just shutting them down constantly. Uh, McGinn and Barkley deserve a shout out as well their work was fantastic uh, Trezeguet again just running up and down all, all throughout I think it was quite apparent in a lot of ways that perhaps he hasn't got the quality in the final third that some of the others have but his work rate for me Watkins Grealish, obviously, two goals, three assists, absolutely random ragged. Every time he got the ball, he looked incredibly threatening. Uh, but for me, it's Watkins. Um, obviously, got the hat-trick and an assist. And the thing that was most impressive was the quality of his link-up play and just how well he bullied probably the best defensive partnership in the league. Van Dijk and Gomez could not deal with him at all. Couldn't get anywhere near him. And every time they did, he either won the ball or disrupted them. Couldn't have asked anything more, and I think he's deserving of man of the match from what is probably the best performance from a Villa team in at least 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Um, Ian, what do you reckon your man of the match? 
I'm going to have to agree with Joe. Um, he's got the match ball, and he just, like Joe said, ran that centre half and the wing backs ragged. He does so much more than that, though. Um, and the bit that impresses me the most about his game is his defensive work. And he doesn't give the defenders a minute's rest when they're on the ball. And you can see him, he's really intelligent. And he's calling other players in where they need to be. And he'll be constantly talking to Trezeguet, Grealish and Barkley tonight, making sure that if he's going to close one of the centre-backs down when they've got possession of the ball, there's a player in behind him knowing what he's got to do. But yeah, he's got the match ball. He's got his first hat-trick and he's got his first Premier League goals for Aston Villa. Long may it continue. What a night to be a Villa fan. I totally agree with Joe. Matty Target tonight, most improved player in a week sort of since the Fulham game. We, uh, we said he was exposed a lot, but it seemed to me tonight that the most exposure was on sort of um, our um, right back and um, Trezeguet side. And sort of cash was sort of more further away to his player. And that's where all this sort of threat, especially in the first half, not so much in the second half, but yeah, especially in the first half. But yeah, what a performance, what a night. It will go down in history, 7-2 to Aston Villa against the reigning champions. God, I'm going to go enjoy match of the day two now with a beer <laughs> and just watch that back and just relive that moment again. Yeah, definitely. I think Joe will agree with me on this one. Um, the Villa Facebook, um, they've slated Matt Target for a week now, saying we need to get rid of him and that Gilbert should be playing left-back instead of Matt Target. And also one I've seen um, is that Ollie Watkins um, should play out wide, play Davis for the middle. Um, so obviously we've kind of put a, an end to that today with an unbelievable performance. I think I'll agree with you. Ollie Watkins, man of the match, um, unbelievable. Uh, we, we said last week, um, uh, just he's hold up, he's all round game, brilliant. And, and in that intelligence with and without the ball, linking up with with the likes of Grealish and just adding Ross Barkley to that. I, I don't think I could have imagined, um, you know, how much of an, an upgrade it is on, on Harry Han. Um, you know, Barkley's press up, high up that pitch. You don't see that from Harry Han, do you? So it's just adding another dimension to our game. But um, yeah, Ollie Watkins, man of the match for me. Um, so a full house from Villa together for man of the match. Um, obviously last week, I think two of us went for Matty Cash. But all three of us gone for Ollie Watkins today. So, yeah, um, yeah, wonderful night for Aston Villa. And uh, thank you for everyone for listening. We are Villa Together. YouTube, listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and others. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Villa Together. But once again, massive thank you from me, Ian, and Joe. We are Villa Together on what was an amazing, historic night for Aston Villa, who beat Liverpool, the champions, the world champions, seven. Two massive thank you. Up the villa. Up the villa.